BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. morning millennials welcome back to the morning toast happy tuesday i hope everyone's having an amazing day so far so good i mean really i can't complain no you know? not for me but like oh, i can complain but endlessly. like we said like tuesday is really like a sleeper day of the week that really sucks it does know? like it's just so it's nowhere yeah it's taken us nowhere we've gotten nowhere but these days tuesday is more exciting because we're doing gear toasters on a tuesday yes oh i forgot this is our first week we've like gotten kind of crazy over here changing things up we used to do deer toasters on wednesday now we do it on tuesdays so get ready for it watch out world and watch out we didn't do deer toasters last week so we have a lot of advice to give um i did while you were on vacation like, oh really don't downplay my hard work me and tyler see. i saw a comment where's your toasters with tyler c like <laughs> me and tyler c dished out advice he was being very kind it was actually similar dynamic oh really because you're usually like nice and i'm you like, think so i feel actually, like my brand of advice is tough, tough love. love like that's me yeah maybe okay whatever he was being really kind and generous mm -hmm. and I was just more like cut that toxic bitch out yeah so it was a really good balance of different energies yeah like whatever advice you were actually looking for you could probably find right somewhere in the middle between me and Tyler like he was too nice I'm like Tyler I think people are walking all over you <laughs> are you worried about him also no tonight's the night I'm so excited for him Tyler on Watch Trappins Live with Luanne de la Sebs. oh my god so Roni's on tonight I don't know. I've read somewhere Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is not on this week. I wish every TV show would just pause because I'm so invested in the Olympics. I was literally watching Japan versus, oh no, China versus Brazil this morning in beach volleyball. Like I'll watch anything, you yeah. know? And that's kind of where my priorities are in all these shows like Love Island. I know Big Brother's on right now. I really just can't balance it. I'm feeling very underwater, you know? Yeah, no, it is a little... Disrespectful. Disrespectful for Love Island. Like the show is never on and the two weeks that is on is the same as the Olympics. No, it's disgusting. Of a show that you need to watch every single night. But I am all caught up and this is not a spoiler, but because you're 1,000 episodes behind. I know, I'm very behind. I'm going to catch up, but I will allow you to spoil it for me. No, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we, Casa Amor happened. What do you think? And it's really it bothering me. Like, I feel very protective over these girls. The OGs. Yeah, and now there's a big ceremony and everyone left. No, I won't spoil that for you. Okay. Um, so it's just, like, really bothering me. Not seeing the new girls... No, not seeing the old girls in Casa Amor with new guys, but seeing the old guys with new girls right. who are so disrespectful. Like, literally, there was this girl, and I just hated her from the second she started because, one, she was just giving me bad energy. And, two, like, when the girls knew they were leaving for Casa Amor and the boys were out of the house, they all, like, left cute little things in their boyfriend's cubbies, you know? And Kira, even though I don't like her, she's so lame, she, like, left this note with lipstick on Will's mirror and a kiss, and the girls the new girls got to the house before the guys got back and they wiped off her message. It was like so rude. This one girl did it and she was like, bye. And I'm like, you are doing too much. Like, we don't know you yet. Like, you're now a villain in my eyes. I know, but those girls have to come in so hot because they need to make a splash. One, like, 
they need to be memorable if they're not going to move on to yeah. move forward. Like, you know, this is a job. They're on TV. And two, like, they are they are trying to steal someone's man and get a spot in the house. It's, it's cutthroat. There's a girl who knows Shannon. She's like, I'm really good friends with Shannon's little sister. And, like, I think Josh is hot. Josh didn't even look at her, like... That is so crazy. Isn't Casa Amor just... It's really actually crazy. annoying me. Because, first of all, I just learned everyone's names. And now I have ten more people whose names I need to remember. But you won't need to remember them, because, like, you know... Hopefully. Because, eventually, there's only so many beds in the main right. house. A, it's just... A lot of people have to go home. It makes me feel weird. Yeah, Casa Amor, anything can happen in Casa Amor. So true. So true. Um, I was just going to say one more thing about Love Island, mm-hmm. but now... I can no longer recall. Well, you have to get all caught up so we can do a proper recap. I but will. I'm just, once again, I feel like I say the same thing every time we recap the show. Loving being a part of something. Yes. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Did you hear this rumor? And I only saw it once and I didn't look into it at all. So maybe it's not a thing that Will and Kira were dating before the show. <gasps> no. I saw, I don't know where I saw it. Where'd you see it? I don't know. Someone like commented, maybe on like one of our things, like that that is what's it's, going on. I mean, on. it's definitely believable because they're so weird and like hot and heavy and they both like just happen to be interested in like the same things like meditation you know yeah so just keep your eye out for that that would be crazy a true shocker yeah but mm. I mean it, whatever they're pretty irrelevant I mean who knows what happens now but so like, irrelevant you know it's like Bachelor in Paradise once you're like all loved up it's like you go into your yeah and corner. there's something just like not even cute about them because I could argue that Shannon and Josh are like just as coupled up not as they're actually like a little less but they're not boring at all like yeah. I die for them yeah I agree. They're just two boring people. Agreed. Like, all they do is yoga and, like, make smoothies and eggs. And kiss. All the time. <laughs> um, okay, so that was, like, our unofficial Love Island recap. But um, we're going to get back into the TV recaps this week. Yes, yeah, tomorrow. Roni. This is this is what we were talking about right. when we started. Um, we'll see what's on this week. But I'm really just, like I said, proud American. Yeah, exactly. We have some Olympics news to cover, which is just, like, really crazy. So I think we should get into everything because we have a lot to cover today. So without further ado do 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 where are you? He's busy. Busy. Cool. Don't booked, add him. Booked and busy. Also doesn't want to support us for 701. Keep that in mind. We well, happy 701st episode, you guys. Yes, we're going to put the balloons back up for 702. It is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And it should come as a surprise to absolutely no one that today's episode is brought to you by Broche. The best electric toothbrush on the market. Take it from me and the thousands of toasters who have upgraded their dental hygienic experience. Um, And I know we have some RDH toasters, registered dental hygienists. So you got to get your hands on a brush. The best and most affordable electric toothbrush on the market. It comes with six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. It has a four-week battery life, a magnetic charging stand, and a compact travel case. They also offer a subscription program, so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce will ship you new replacement heads every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. It also offers a very sleek design. A modern, aesthetically pleasing design that comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. Jackie and I have been brushing for over a year now and like I'm stunning so if you want to be stunning get your hands on a brush and you can get 15% off your brush toothbrush kit and the refill plan when you use promo code toast at brush.com that's 15% off using promo code toast at b-r-u-u-s-h dot com love it thank you for that first story a big olympics news o-b-o-n 
Simone Biles suddenly exits women's team event but says she's okay and will be back for other finals. In a surprise reversal of her Tokyo Olympic hopes, Simone Biles exited the women's gymnastics team final early on Tuesday night in Japan after briefly leaving the competition floor following a botched showing on the vault, her first event. Gymnastics officials said it was health-related but were not more specific. Speaking with reporters after the final ended, Biles said she was, quote, okay, just dealing with some things internally, which will get fixed out in the next couple of days. She said she planned to return for Thursday's all-around final. In a statement to People and other outlets, USA Gymnastics said during the event that, quote, Simone has withdrawn from the team final competition due to a medical issue. She will be assessed daily to determine medical clearance for future competitions. Biles, the reigning Olympic all-around champion and five-time medalist, initially left the floor with the team's medical trainer following her vault routine in which she bailed on her planned Aminar vault for an easier one-and-a-half twist and posted a 13.766. That is the lowest vault score of Biles' Olympic career, an event in which she has dominated for years until now. Soon after leaving, Biles returned to the floor before the U.S. competed on the uneven bars. She was seen hugging her teammates, and as she remained on the side, she was dressed in her white Team USA warm-up gear. Jordan Childs, who was in reserve for that event, replaced her. Okay, like, I know that there's a really good support system, like, Suni Lee, Jordan Childs. Like, I'm really not worried, um, but I'm worried about Simone. I really am, and honestly, like, I've just been watching a lot of Olympics. I don't know if I've been mentioning that, and we as a country are stinking it up. Like every time I'm watching, we're losing and like our kind of saving grace is like, it's fine. Like Simone will win all of our medals back. Simone, Simone, Simone. And of course that's a lot of pressure to put on a young woman, but like I, I've definitely been a part of the problem. I'm not going to lie. And now it's like, okay, we don't have Simone. Like we stink. I feel like this might be like the first Olympics where like we don't win. Even I know there's not like an official winner, but like whoever has the most medals, whoever has the most medals. And like, you know, you, you Pride. said, you yeah. know, you watch a lot of events and especially towards the end, like the big ones. And it's like, who's coming out on top. And there's just like a sort of sense of, I of guess it's literally day two. So it's not fair of me to say, but like Katie Ledecky lost to that Australian girl. And like everyone is just like not winning gold. And yes, yeah, silver's good. As I say, like literally never moving a day in my life. But it's just not gold. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there was a quote yesterday from Simone that she felt like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. She does. And I can imagine that she does, you know, this, like, GOAT title that she holds. Like, it must be so much pressure. And especially yeah. when you're competing, like, on individual... Like, it's not like when you're in a team sport and you're and like you have other people you can bounce off of. Like, Well, this gymnastics is, is a team and an individual but sport. But when you do your individual. thing, you're acting on your own. Yes, 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 yes. You know? Yes, 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 yes. So, um, unclear the exact reason why she left. They cited medical issues, but that could be physical or mental. Right. And I can imagine um, the mental weight of it all is a lot. Like, literally an entire country, the greatest in the world, is, like, on your back. Like, no one will leave her alone. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, I wonder if it is, like, this mental, this pressure that she's under that's, like, you know, really stymieing her performance I wonder maybe she can consult with other athletes there are so many in the village what do people do in order to sort of alleviate that pressure I literally think the only person that Simone could actually speak to who would understand what she's going through is like Michael Phelps like all these other athletes are so excited to be there of course they don't feel the pressure I think of course there's pressure with any competition but like the pressure that she feels is so like on a global level I think the only person who could literally offer any sort of insight is Michael Phelps and I would really encourage her to knock on his door or maybe he should knock on her door or just just call him up because he's not in um yes he is oh he's in tokyo he is um in studio you know he's with the people oh, he's, he's a swimming he's a swimming guy okay also i saw that tony hawk was going to tokyo ethan 
Ethan was going to Tokyo. I don't know why he's there. Maybe just to see like his own dreams, you know, or maybe real- skateboard commentary realized by someone else. Probably skateboard commentary. And of course, I'm like happy for Tony. He finally made it to the Olympics in his you know preferred sport. But it's like still the gymnastics girls don't get to have their parents there. Like, and imagine, and I'm sure that also, uh-huh. I'm sure that also adds to this burden of like, where do you, who do you turn to? You can't always go to a coach. Like, these are people who are invested in your professional and your teammates. Output. You are technically competing against in a lot of the I'm, rounds. I'm sure, like. They all have each other and they support each other, but like no one's going to support you like your parents. No, of course. This is like a, this is definitely a consequence of not having a single person like in your corner who's just like there for you. I thought yeah. the same exact thing. Like I'm sure I know her and her mom are so close. Like if her mom was there, I feel like she would be one thousand times better. Yeah, she was just you know. But I'm glad Tony Hawk and Ethan can go. Right. I'm glad Tony's there. Ethan's there. Michael's there. Yeah. You know, totally. but also the Paralympians have to share one aid for thirty three people, <gasps> and then some Paralympians couldn't go. Of course. Because they couldn't work Wait, under those terrible. circumstances. Right. So it just makes no sense. One plus one equals sock. Sock. <laughs> well, also, I've been watching some um, of the more obscure sports. And I have to say, here's highlights and lowlights. Surfing, one of the most boring things I've ever seen in my life. Because <laughs> That's a new addition, right? I, no, no, no. I don't think so. And I felt really stupid because, like, I've obviously never been to Tokyo. I was just like, when I think of Tokyo, I think of, like, bright lights and I'm like, there's a beach in Tokyo. Like, I felt really stupid. Was like, it not? It wasn't a simulation? No, that's what I thought. I'm like, I thought it was going to be like a wave runner they have at the water park. But also because, like, then different surfers are getting different waves. Well, so I, that's what they were talking about. Basically, this girl, Caroline Marks, who's like the best in American surfing, she got an eight yesterday, which is huge. You go against one girl and you sit in the ocean for 20 minutes and you decide which waves to take. You get scored for each wave that you do take, and whoever has the highest score at the end. So, this, they actually surf for about combined 45 seconds out of the 20 minutes. You're just waiting for them to decide which wave to take. But also, if, if the 20 minutes that you get don't give you, like, great waves, which they did not get good waves with the girl from, I think it was South Africa, um, really just was taking every wave that she could. And, Car- and Caroline Marks was, like, waiting for the best one. And I'm like, girl, it's never coming. Waiting for you is, like, waiting for dra- rain in the Stroud. Like, it was so boring. But then this morning, I tuned into Handball. I don't know if they, that's the official title, but... They were all running around with a ball in their hand, throwing throwing it into a soccer net. Rugby. No. Rugby's football. Rugby is, like, it looks like soccer, but they're holding the ball? They're holding the handball ball, but is it's, when you it's do on it an inside the, court. Handball's when you do it against the wall. Huh, okay. But it's not rugby. I, rugby, you play with a football, right? Like a shaped football. Eh, like a soccer ball. You play outside, no? Yeah. And it's very aggressive. No, it was, that was not what, I'm telling you it was handball. But isn't handball when you take your hand and you do it against the wall? Yeah, like, like that's kids? what we did in middle school, yeah. I wonder what this sport is called. It was fascinating. It's like two, like, 12-person teams against each other. I was watching France versus Spain, women's, sickening. Ben stayed up to, like, I think it's handball. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so athletic. Um, and Ben stayed up to like three in the morning watching women's basketball because he's like in love with one of these girls, Sue Bird. I'm like, are you going to leave me for Sue Bird? Um, and they won. That's so exciting. Mm-hmm. How's breakdancing going? Have you seen anything? <laughs> Didn't we report that like in addition to skateboarding, like breakdancing was being added as a sport? Gotta go for gold. Yeah. And then I also saw um, on the news that, but it was like kind of on mute. So they're considering adding gaming to the Olympic Games. Oh my God, I saw that new segment too. And the guy was like interviewing a gamer and he was like, what do you say to people who say gaming is not a real sport? Um, and the guy was just like, it is a real sport. It should be part of the Winter Olympics though because you do that, you know. Honestly, like... In the cold. Is race car driving a Olympic sport? Because I'm thinking... Because I'm thinking like, I don't know if it can be considered Olympic sport if you're sitting. 
Oh, no, what about rowing? No. Rowing, no. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Breakdancing's coming in 2024, so everyone get excited for that. Um, I got a kids' training. <laughs> yeah, totally. Remember, like, when everyone's flex at bat mitzvahs was, like, that thing you would, like, swoop your leg around and, like, it would, like, of get course. caught on your hand? Yeah, yeah, I wonder if I could still do it. Or the worm. You, you used to worm? Never. Yeah, you did. Don't lie. No, I didn't. Race car driving used to be an Olympic sport. Not anymore. Not anymore. In the 1900s. I wonder what happened there. Maybe it just wasn't Because, like, it, it should be an Olympic sport if no If it's a professional if, if sport. gaming is going to be a sport. Yeah, I don't want to offend the gamers because I actually feel like they're really scary, but I just don't really feel like it's should be an Olympic sport. Yeah. Do they consider themselves athletes? Well, I'm a podcaster, so I think I'm an athlete as well. Next to podcasting will be no, an totally. Olympic sport. If gaming is a sport athletically, so is podcasting. I get up here every day. I'm like drenched in sweat. Yeah, no, you get out of breath. The back need, of my knees. You need water. You're sore. I need to get massage. Yeah, Vaseline on my face. So I don't know if gaming really, I don't think that's fair. I think it was up for debate and we're just a part of the debate. I also think the IOC, International Olympic Committee, has lost their goddamn minds. Like they're just making the worst decisions this year. I know. They, especially like with COVID. And they're really not taking care of the athletes. And I remember like years ago, where was that one in Russia? Sochi? Sochi. And like everyone was taking pictures and videos of like the Olympic um, the village. village. It was like not completed. It was, turn- it was like condemned. <laughs> everyone was like sleeping on the floor. And it was like funny. Ha ha ha. I feel like it's literally 10 times worse. Did you see their abeds this year? No. They're made of cardboard. Oh no, I didn't see. And they claim it's like for sustainability and like to help their backs. But it's like, no. That is so crazy. I did see like one of the dormitories because I was following like Emma Coburn and it's just like so crazy that like Michael Phelps would sleep on that bed. Simone Biles, like greatest yeah. of all time. No wonder she's you, having a hard you, time. You, like we just assume like they're at the Ritz, like As prepping, they should. you know, glamming up. And instead they're just like in a twin bed with their teammates, like in a dormitory. But there are a lot of really um, good Olympians who are creating so much content on TikTok, like really behind the scenes. Like I got a whole tour of the dining hall because it has to be big enough to fit, uh, feed 10,000 athletes fascinating that is fascinating yeah cool well we're thinking of simone i mean so this hasn't aired yet this airs tonight in prime time but it happened this morning at 6 45 a.m so we should have said spoiler alert because i think there are some people who try to avoid like not that's nuts what's going on i was trying to do that i didn't know if we were gonna like report on this today because it's a spoiler for prime time but now you're briefed and and now you should watch yeah no i'm definitely gonna watch tonight's tonight like and i'm actually really glad like Love Island's not on tonight. Oh, no, it is on. It wasn't on last night. What, I'm just, like, so overwhelmed. Like, it's a lot. I tried to scream, but my head was underwater. What's that? A song from TikTok? From Billie Eilish? Oh. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, God. I tried to scream, but my head was underwater. Got Thank it. You. I know the song now. Just the, the way you sang oh, it. Oh, the triangle changed it? No, the, the first time you sang it was just like... Off pitch? A little. It's okay. Rude. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Which is a little interesting royal news. IRN. It's kind of like my favorite. When you ask like, what's your favorite news? Mm-hmm. For me, it is IRN. Mine's divorce news. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Is interesting royal news. The Crown turned down Sarah Ferguson's offer to be a royal advisor for the show. She is so thirsty. So like, thirsty, but she's the one admitting that this happened. Yeah, of course she is, because it got her in the news. She was also on Friends. She was in town and country. 
giving them um, giving them this intel. Prince Andrew's ex-wife Sarah Ferguson offered to be a real-life royal advisor for Netflix hit The Crown, but was turned down. The 61-year-old Duchess of York admitted to Town & Country magazine that she wrote to the show's executive producer, Andy Harries, to give insight direct from the royal household. I said to him, why can't I help my character, said Fergie, who still lives with scandal-scarred Andrew despite their split in 1992. I didn't know that. Wait, her character... In the show. Has she been in the show she yet? She popped in like once. She's well, maybe not, that's why they didn't want your input because nobody not, cares about you. No, and also like if she were to give input about her character, like she's obviously going to... Biased. ...frame it more favorably. Of course. I think next season we'll probably get more Sarah Ferguson stuff and like scandal with the feet on the beach. You guys right. remember? You no, remember but that? I know the scandal is that they got divorced. Yeah, yeah, Because she was getting like her feet played with. It was crazy. What? No, it was crazy. Like I'm not even lying. Let's... I'm just going to Google Sarah Ferguson feet. Feet, yeah. Um, feed picks but I think it would behoove maybe she's not like a reliable she's not source, a reliable source she's so biased yeah so here and I'm sure they have plenty of royal yeah, experts look at the foot. let me see her foot picks that guy's kissing her foot those pictures they were like paparazzi pictures they went, Ew! They went viral and then like you know oh here's another picture up close of her feet <laughs> <laughs> um, okay but so I think I like the premise of you know a royal family member offering their services to the show, but I can understand why they turned him her down. And I'm sure that Netflix has like a bevy of royal experts. Obviously not anyone who's ever been as close to the royal family as Sarah Ferguson. But again, like she's had such a troubled like public life that I don't think she would be a reliable source in any way. Yeah, because I think she would just use it to try and like correct some right some notions about herself. Right. And like make herself look great. I can't believe she still lives with Andrew. That's disgusting. One, because it's weird that they're divorced and two, like, would you live with a pedophile? No. I know I wouldn't. No, I don't think that I would. No, de- definitely not. Um so yeah, real I'm sure and I'm sure they have like royal advisors, people who probably know stuff, but to me when I hear the word like royal advisor, so and so was blanks like secretary. I just don't yeah. believe it. Like but if you were like you know, Beatrice is advising the crown, I'd say the crown is on point. Yeah, I think Beatrice and Eugenie would actually be very reliable sources. For the modern stuff, if they ever get to it. Did you see the new pictures of all di- all of um, Kitty Spencer's different wedding dresses? No. Her post, so like, you know, British weddings are weird. They have like the ceremony and then like later, like a dinner, uh-huh. then like a party and then an after party. Her like reception dress was sickening the palace down like Not my way was it, it dolce and gabbana again everything was dolce and it was like this off the shoulder and it was like white it had these like gorgeous flowers on the back train it was really something to behold and i just want to put it out there like how jealous i am that i was not born kitty spencer because like i know of course you know no one's life is perfect and you never know what goes on behind closed doors i just feel like what goes on behind kitty spencer's door is like still fabulous and perfect you know yeah i agree like how far off from her instagram could it be Totally. My Instagram is very, with the exception of some Facetune, like very close to who I actually am. An accurate depiction. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you do the show. So. Did you see, find the dress? No. She hadn't posted it to her grid yet. No, I found it on like some, you know, royal TikTok page. Oh, amazing. Can't wait to see that. Okay, next story. Scott Disick bails on an event after asking a small town restaurant for a private jet. This is like the saddest story I've heard in years. Yep. So it seems that Scott Disick may finally have lost his grip on reality entirely, says Page Six, not me. For example, the erstwhile Keeping Up with the Kardashian star appears to no longer be able to recognize the difference between a Las Vegas mega club and a mid-sized upstate New York bar and restaurant. We're told Disick was booked to make a personal appearance Friday night at Gaffney's in Saratoga Springs, which is described by Google as a, quote, stalwart comfy eatery with a garden patio and which serves an onion ring tower for $11. Yum. And 
called on Thursday to ask if the restaurant had a, quote, spare plane that could come and pick him up from the Hamptons. Though the restaurant didn't have an initial plane, never mind the spare plane. <laughs> the Gaffney's team gamely tried for Aww. the first time in the history of the establishment <laughs> to, make a, to make arrangements for a private jet to ferry a special guest to the gig. They probably literally Googled, like, private jet. Like, what is he doing? Meanwhile, we're told District's team called again to say they found their own ride to the spot after all and wouldn't need the jet. But on Friday, the day of the event, Team Scott called once more saying they now needed a helicopter to bring him the 150 miles or so to the sleepy town just north of Albany. Once again, the Gaffney's gang ventured into the unfamiliar world of How private... to rent a helicopter. <laughs> ventured into the unfamiliar world of private aviation to try to get Disick to the event, only to be told once more that Disick and co. had made their own arrangements. But then his team called yet again to say the chopper had fallen through and that he wasn't going to make it to the party. We're told the restaurant had to refund a slew of table reservations of that had sold on the back of Disick's appearance, and bosses are now mulling legal action against Good. Disick to recoup the losses. To make matters worse, the Friday appearance was supposed to be a makeup event after Disick had canceled on them the previous week. Reps for Disick did not comment. Okay, I have so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. My Obviously, the plane thing we'll get into, but my initial thought is like... What is he doing in Saratoga Springs? Thank you. <laughs> like, are times tough at Talentless? Why are you doing appearances in random bars in upstate New York? Like, that's reserved for, like, people from, like, the challenge, you know? Not keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm so perplexed like that's what people like who were on the bachelor five years ago do like what are you doing even accepting this gig first of all yeah second of all read the room of course they don't have a plane a spare plane oh, right, right. or a helicopter and like justice for these people for being accommodating rescheduling his event trying to get him a plane trying to get him a helicopter i'm i'm upset i'm very upset yeah, I'm upset too. This is a story that like really doesn't look good for Scott. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I also feel like this is the kind of story where it's like it gets into the press and it's like not a representation. Like, you know, they don't have the whole story. No, I feel like I got a really full picture of what happened. No, I, I mean, this picture is very colorful, colorful and clear. And like, I don't need to use my imagination, but I could also, I don't know. I could see how like this is one of those like frustrating celebrity stories where like, they don't understand because it doesn't really add up that he's going to Gaffney's with the le- onion ring. Tower. Right. Like maybe, maybe like, like someone does, booked like, it. Like, I don't understand why he would accept this sort but he's of. He's also been doing like he was at Rush Meyers in Montauk, which is like a really popular place to go. But like, I don't think they have a spare plane either. They definitely do, first of all. And second of all, the person who owns Rush Meyers is Scott's best friend. Oh, OK. But so why is he doing all these like local small town? Well, because Amelia joints. has, you know, needs needs. <laughs> She's a woman. She needs things, and he needs to provide them for her. I don't know if, you know, being the daughter of a soap star is really raking it in for her. But, like, he, why is he not at, like, Tau Las Vegas? I don't know. He obviously mistook Gaffney's for Tau. He obviously did. And yeah. No, just, he, just could make, he could make, like, 100 grand just flying to Vegas. They'll, they fly him out, and that's what he used to do all the time right. when he was, like, in that toxic spiral of bad behavior on, like, you know, Courtney and Chloe Take Miami. And even when he's been, like, sober and good, like, that is, like, still good, consistent work for him that he was still doing. I think it became more challenging for him, and he had to, you know, exert some willpower. But, like, that is, before he had talentless, like, that was his job, like, doing events like that. Right, and, like, getting Kim to do it and Chloe to do it and, like, yeah. making commissions on those deals. For sure. But, like, he, he wasn't trying to send Kim to Gaffney's. 
Maybe he was like thinking that Albany was the Vegas of the East. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because he was in the Hamptons, like you said. Yeah, maybe he's trying to like, you know, stay on the Eastern Seaborg. He should have went to Atlantic City. Mohegan Sun. Totally. They sent a plane for Chloe. What's Turning Stone. Called? No, the place that. Um, Foxwoods. Foxwoods. Thank you. So many. There are so many places. So many places. I would love to have Scott. And have planes. Yeah, I'm just confused on to like why someone of Scott's stature would accept an appearance like that. Right. Which it is, makes no sense. Which is why I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt. I just, I really can't And say there might, there might be one more piece to this story that we're missing. Hashtag I stand with Gaffney. Uh, yes. I mean, that's just a really crazy story. Terrible. Are you ready for our next one, which is just some happy couple, beautiful wedding news. Issa Rae marries longtime beau Louis Diam in custom Vera Wang dress. She said is so real and so special. I have to say, this is the week of iconic wedding looks. This is maybe the top ten like celebrity royal, not royal celebrity wedding looks I've ever seen. Like she looks glorious. She looks glorious. She married her longtime beau, which we love to see, at a destination wedding. She shared pictures on Instagram and she tagged the post location as St. John Cap Ferrat, which is a commune in the south of France. Oh, stunning. Stunning, sickening. Gotta get, there's so much going on in the south of France, you know. J-Lo A-Rod. Ben Affleck. Yeah. It's a ray. Yeah. Gotta get there. Gotta get a boat. In Gotta the, get there. In if the, anyone has a boat, let me know. Yeah, yeah. That's I could see us like on a boat. I actually could really use like a, we got to go on below deck. Oh yeah. But they don't have below deck south of France. They have below deck, Medi- is that Mediterranean? It's close by-ish. That's like Croatia, right? Yeah. And then and they also like have Greek Isles and Caribbean, Caribbean, however you pronounce. But they also go to, okay, they're just the two decks, below decks are below deck med and then the one in the Caribbean in the winter. And sailing yacht, but I don't know where sailing yacht goes. Yeah, no, but I do think below deck med like gets you in the vicinity of where you're trying to be. I think so too. Yeah, and I think Captain Lee could find his way like through the islands to take me to Saint Tropez. Yeah, I think he could. I actually don't know if there's anything I would consider like to doing less than below deck. It sounds it's horrible. so tempting, but I think the ultimate. A lot of people don't understand. You still have to pay for that charter trip, but. It's significantly discounted. I think like for, it's like a three or four day charter. You pay like 60 grand. Yeah. Which I think if you're not on TV and you're just chartering it regular, it's like a hundred grand. Yeah. We actually, I think Ben got an email. One of us have received, and I think Brian got an email too. And we were vlogging because we were going to Asbury Park. Mm -hmm. Asbury? (laughs) Asbury. Asbury Park. We were vlogging on our way and I think Ben received an email about below deck. Yes, you're right. So if you want to go watch one of our old vlogs, we have all the info in there. They're always looking for like Z-listers. Of what they offered. It is tempting. It's really tempting. I think ultimately the the no though is like you don't know how you're going to come off and like some Some guests have come off. Sometimes the episode is not even about the guests so it doesn't matter and those people get lucky they just get to enjoy their trip. But a lot of the time the drama is about the guests like being demanding, drinking too much and like that would be us. Like we'll get off the boat, go to a club, like come back vomiting everywhere, like bringing back strangers to party with us. Like and I just don't know if that's what I want to be known for in Captain Lee's eyes. Yeah. Or in, like, America's eyes. Yeah. So I, that's why it's a no from us. Totally. 
And of course, you could say, well, I'll behave well, you know, I, but then but why like, are you going when, on vacation? When on a yacht, I can't predict how I'm going to behave. No, I'm not going to drink. Why are you going on vacation? Right. What's the point in spending all this money? No, that's not a vacation. Totally. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? A little unhappy couple news. Oh, no. Sammy Sweetheart confirms her breakup with Christian Biscardi. It's actually really sad. It's over for Sammy and fiance Christian more than a month after sparking breakup rumors. The former Jersey star confirmed. Jersey Shore star confirmed. The former Jersey Shore star confirmed on TikTok. Former Jersey Shore star. <laughs> Confirmed on TikTok that she on and, TikTok. Yep, that she and Biscardi have ended their engagement. Go she Biscardi. Her it's sorry. Her video featured Q and A style messages as she moved along to music. The messages. Oh read, yeah, it's this trend. Nope, bum, it's bum, not. Bum, nope, bum, yes. Bum bum. No no, Jackie. Because look, it says, you haven't been on TikTok. Look, it says, are you coming back to the Jersey Shore? No. Are you single? Yes. Let me see. Are you happy? Yes. Is she doing this in the video? She is, but I oh, think, oh. I so think it's no. Nope. It's a trend. It goes like this. Yes. Bum 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 bum. I did it too. You can follow me on TikTok, girl. What did you do it saying? Um, this is questions I constantly get as someone who's met Harry Styles. Dun dun. Do you think you're better than everyone else? Yes. It's just like a trend us One Directioners do. I don't know if you understand. You you just answered one question. Yeah, that's like the trend. It's like kind of like a satirical perspective on this kind of colloquial trend, if you know what I mean. She did three questions. No, I know. And that's like, that's the traditional trend. But I think us TikTokers who offer a unique perspective in a more postmodern way, um, I'm trying to like fit as many smart words as I know. And I don't know you that many. TikTokers who just want to do less than, than the trends require. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, okay. Um, so Sammy Sweetheart, single. I'm really, no, I'm just trying to like, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's just like, imagine if I was like, you know, something that's real, like you are constantly putting in no effort into being Bruno's mom. Like, see, it's that's hurtful. How, okay, but you really want to compare TikTok to motherhood? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my TikTok is my child. I nurture it. It's such an integral part of my career. Um, I just can't believe like you wouldn't understand that, you know? Yeah, no, I don't understand that. <laughs> You're right. Move on. You're right. I don't understand. Sammy Anyways, Sweetheart is single. Sammy's single. And she also let you know she's not coming back to Jersey Shore. Because in the past, it's been her relationships that have kept her from family reunion. But I also think too much time has passed now. It's not her relationship. Actually, I mean, if Angelina can come back, Sammy can come whenever she wants. I'm sure she will never come back if Ron's on the show. And Ron is like a felon. He's an animal. Like, I don't know how the network hasn't, like, cut ties with him yet. He's such a monster. I don't know how they didn't cut ties with him when he was being so fucking manipulative and gaslighting on the original. If you ever rewatch, I've said this before, if you ever rewatch Jersey Shore as an adult, you will be shocked at, like, what we watched as kids. This is one of my dentist stories. Yes, you can stop laughing. Um, <laughs> Ron is literally so mentally and verbally abusive to Sam. It's like so disgusting. He's so manipulative. And now, like, I understood completely why she didn't come back to the show. But now, like, Ron really shouldn't be there. She should. Yeah. Thank you for coming to her TED Talk. Truly. But she didn't want to be there. So then they were no. like, okay, Ron, we'll take you. Yeah, of course. Because, like, you know, the more the merrier. And, like, Snooki left, but I heard she, like, came back. So much drama, Jersey Shore family reunion. Oh, there's a new... I wonder if anyone felt this way. There's a new girl on Love Island, the one who knows Shannon. She's literally snuggy. Really? Like, her, it's not even so much her looks, the way she talks and, like, her facial movements. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was curious if anyone else felt that way. I think her name was Genevieve, but she goes by Jenny. Cute. 
No, I actually really don't like her. Right, because she's coming for Shannon. Yeah, but she actually was like kind of, you know, sparking up with Jeremy. Jeremy's still around. Yeah. So nice I, for him. It's shocking <laughs> that he has, like, he's so irrelevant. But I think they're all really good friends with him. So, like, every time there's, like, a ceremony, they, like, save him and shit. Yeah, if, like, there's someone who doesn't know who they want to pick, they're, like, well, yeah. then. And that's on being a good friend. That's on, yeah, no. And that's what the whole show is about, friendship, for real. It's true. It's really true. Okay. Um, Those were the past five stories. Yes. I feel as though you needed to know that. The truckers for Jeremy have arrived. <laughs> um, all right. So, today is Tuesday, which is our new day for Dear Toasters, our advice segment where we'll give you our best possible advice. And sometimes it hurts, but that's just what we're here to do. Um, and if you ever want to write in, the email is deartoasters at gmail.com. We will always keep it anonymous. So you can change people's names. Um, but we're going to do our best to help all of our toasters. And the Dear Toaster segment is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner who's hiring, you probably face a lot of challenges when it comes to finding the right person for your role. Sometimes you can't find enough applicants that have the right skill set. There's too many resumes to sort through. It can be very overwhelming. And you don't know where to post your job so you can reach the right people. And that's why hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can post your job to a job board, but then all you can do is hope that the right person comes along. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites with one click. Then ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. In fact, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. It's no wonder over 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. So while other companies overwhelm you with way too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for, the needle in the haystack. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. Again, go to this link, ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, dear toasters, ready? Ready. Hey, Jackie and Claudia. Hey. I need some beautiful, stunning, and smart advice, and I'm hoping you can help me. So let me get into it. Yes, get into it. I've been seeing my girlfriend, let's call her Evelyn, for almost a year now, and we have a really great relationship. Evelyn it's- Hugo. Oh, my God, yes. It's, it's the first girl-girl relationship either of us. Oh, my God, yes, another girl's name is Celia. I love a literal reference. Okay. It's the first girl-girl relationship either of us have ever been in, so we are still establishing our own dynamic. Here's my issue. She has a friend that she talks about all the time, Celia. Evelyn makes, always makes comments saying how much she loves Celia, is obsessed with her, thinks she's such a catch. Evelyn says that Celia is the prettiest of her friends and makes comments about wishing they were roommates, basically jumping on any chance to talk about her, so it makes me feel like she has a crush. Celia isn't gay, so nothing would ever happen, but it still makes me feel weird. I'm trying to decide whether I'm out of bounds for feeling jealous when Evelyn makes those comments or if I'm right in feeling jealous. If this was my boyfriend, I'd shut it down immediately. But for some reason, it feels different having it come from a girlfriend who I do know loves and wants to be with me. Should I say something to Evelyn or ignore the comments because our relationship is pretty solid otherwise? I don't want to come off as super needy or insecure if I do bring it up. I wish I was that girl who was just so unbothered and confident. But in reality, I'm feeling like a little green monster of jealousy over this. Hoping hoping to get a perspective that's not like other girls' perspectives um, and will help set me straight. Thanks an unsure toaster Ooh, that's tough I like, think that my perspective is like other girls because this would bother me too well of course but like I the, don't know. The, the feeling of not wanting to be like annoying and like clingy or like weird is very legitimate so I think it's just all about how you communicate it right and I, I don't even know if I would get to saying something because I don't know what there is to say there's nothing that's really been done that's wrong and at the end of the day Celia is not gay so like it doesn't even matter technically yeah but it's still like hurtful it's still hurtful I guess you could just say 
I guess you could mention it because maybe sometimes like once someone says something to you and like it's in your mind and you weren't aware of it before you're It'll like bother you forever you'll, you're just so much more aware of it so now if she knew that every time she brought up Celia it was like a little bit of a sore subject she would bring her up less probably you know what honestly this is kind of like how I was feeling last night when Ben was like being obsessed with Sue Bird like right in front of my face I'm like I should have said something you should have said something but that's probably how he feels like all the time about Maverick so Mark, true oh Tyler my God. I'm crying I'm so guilty of this you're right <laughs> Tyler C so okay I think you definitely have to say something also it's just like that's a I don't think that's a good way to like be in a relationship like if you're feeling something say it yeah and like honestly I it, think it's a really reasonable thing to say so if she thinks you're being crazy like she's gaslighting you yeah, I, if you're feeling something, say it because it's not just going to go away on its own. But maybe like hype yourself up, listen to that Sarah Barella song. But I also don't say ag- what you want. I don't say. agree with the idea. Like if you're every single feeling, you have to you have to speak out. No, that is a fault of our generation. <laughs> like every millennial and like zillennial thinks like I have a feeling and I need to be heard. Like no, the world is not here to listen to you all the fucking time. No, but I just feel like if you have a feeling over and over and over again and you can't move past it like yeah maybe maybe speak up but like just because you feel something in one moment like doesn't mean you need to share it with everyone no like not every feeling has to get off your chest like some things are okay to stay in the chest sometimes you just gotta bottle it up like a normal person (laughs) no totally like I feel like we're just like spoiled as a generation because we were conditioned to like share our feelings and like go to therapy and that really is great but not like all the time yeah no there is a limit no and the limit does exist don't listen to Lindsay Lohan okay All right, next up. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. Listening to the toast every day is the highlight of my day. And as a fellow dog mom listening to the toast while walking my dog, it's truly the most relaxing part of my day. A few weekends ago, I took my best friend Rachel home to get out of the city and go to the beach. She had always made little comments here and there about my about thinking my brother was cute and I never really discouraged it my brother Ross was going to be there with his friends as well on the first night we all went to bars together and Ross and Rachel were together all night holding hands kissing and kept leaving the bar together to go outside I hated it the next day we had a discussion about boundaries and I told her that I really didn't like it especially when they would mysteriously leave together and not tell me I told her I didn't really want to give it any wanted to go any further and I wanted to keep in the loop if she wanted to be kept in the loop if they went any further the next night we all went out again and when we got home ross and rachel disappeared together for like an hour i had no idea what was going on and i felt like such a loser and was stuck playing ping pong with ross's friends <laughs> sorry it's not a nice laugh i was pissed at her when she came back and joined us especially because she offered no explanation flash forward a few days i called ross to chat and check in i couldn't help myself and asked him what happened ross told me that they hooked up every night of the trip she didn't tell me any of that and i feel like trust has been completely broken because she specifically went against the boundaries that i set on top of that ross feels a little weird about it because he was really drunk and she wasn't i told her that i need space for now and i haven't spoken to her in like a week and i don't know how i will ever trust her again after she did that with my brother and purposely kept it for me however she has been my best friend for three years and i miss her so much i feel really lonely without her but i don't know how i'll be able to move on from this any and all advice would be accepted thank you and i love you Ooh, Ooh this is layered because this is layered i was ready to be like Get over Let it. Let your sister and your your brother and your friend be happy. They are clearly so in love. I agree, but, but the this fact last that part he was really drunk and she wasn't is weird. Like is, she took advantage of the situation. Yes, and the fact that she was hooking up with the brother all weekend. So I was just feeling like, oh, then they have like you know this a could be a real thing. You tell your friend that. You tell your friend that. Yeah. So I agree. In the beginning, I was gonna be like, just get over it. Like I just hate girls who are like weirdly in love with their brothers. You know, but I, that's not the vibe. I'm sorry. I mis- I misjudged. I really did. Like there's something weird here. And I know, I know you're lonely, but I feel like Rachel needs to be cut out. She seems really fucking toxic. I think that that is maybe where this will end up. But I think there are some steps you could take. I, I would at first confront her and like see, 
see how she tries to spin this, you know, and be like, and just say exactly how you feel. Like you hooked up with my brother, I'm not crazy about it, but also I'm more upset that you didn't tell me. And, we were, and the circumstances around the hookup. Right. We were like together all weekend and like we're friends. Like, why don't you share? If you hooked up with anyone else, you would have told me no. Of course. And then also, I just want to remind you, like three years is not a long time um, <laughs> if you do happen to lose the friendship, you know? Well, that's the thing I was going to say. I feel like in friendships a lot of the time, like you're so invested in like the history and the memories that you let people like get away with things that are like truly atrocious when so much about life is like meeting new people, like join a toaster group, like make new friends. Like, I don't know, not every friendship is like worth hanging on to. And this girl sounds toxic as hell. Yeah, but I would give her enough benefit of the doubt just to get her perspective. I mean, there is a chance that the brother is trying to downplay it to his sister, doesn't want oh, the sister to be mad, doesn't true. want to start family drama, is saying like, she was all over me. Right, right. Like, I didn't do anything. That's true too. But then hooks up with her every single night of the trip. And, but he felt weird about it. Kept going. Oh, that's interesting. Makes you think. Is Rachel the victim here? <laughs> that's why I'm saying you just need to talk to people. You yeah, hear every, communication. You need that's to hear true. Every side of the story, and then put together the version that you think happened based on the facts at hand. That's really interesting. All right, third and final, Jackson Claude. I don't know if I'm acting like a crazy five-year-old that because uh, I'm upset that my friend is literally copying me. But this is very annoying. Ooh, that is annoying. That is annoying. I'm 28 years old. My friend is 22. That's kind of weird. <laughs> No, like, under what circumstances did these two meet? Like, one was in the eighth grade and one was in the second grade? Like, <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, how do you meet as a 28-year-old? I guess, like, no, Maybe. none of my friends are 22. What? what? <laughs> uh, I should keep reading. Okay. I'm 28 years old. My friend is 22. We met <laughs> because I'm a property manager and she rented an apartment for me. Okay. We clicked. Well, you know, that is, like, a very kind of toxic dynamic between like a landlord how, and a renter. No, and that's also, like, the beginning of a horror Horror movie. story. Totally. We clicked and became very close. After a year of friendship, she asked me to go to their house in Florida for vacation, and I was so excited. Ooh, I love a rich friend with a vacation home. Once I got there, she This was, is a horror movie, sorry. Yeah. So this girl, the older one, is 28. Yeah. I mean, the property manager. The property manager. The older one is <laughs> So, but she was the one who went to the 22-year-old's Floridian's house. Okay. Once I got there, the 22-year-old was copying literally everything I was saying and doing. For example, I had my nails done as I always do and everyone kept commenting, so she had to book an appointment to get them done. She hates having her nails done. They liked my sunglasses and flip-flops, so immediately she was looking up the stores I got them at so she could get them too. I had AirPod, AirPod Pros and I read a ton. She has said a thousand times that she hates reading. And she had to stop at the store to get AirPods and a book. She heard my friend and I say hello to each other on the phone in front of her friend who laughed it, who laughed, and then every two seconds for two weeks she would say hello to everything. I might sound crazy, but it was just too much. Ever since then, I was super sensitive to seeing exactly how she was almost morphing into me. I was like, I like her for her and I want to be myself without having to be, sorry. I like her for her and I want to be myself without having to be friends with another another version of myself. How do I tell someone to stop wearing army pants and flip-flops just because I have? Is it rude? Am I overreacting? Sincerely, a very annoyed but sensitive to other feelings toaster. Well, it's definitely weird behavior, but like so is hanging out with a 22-year-old. And so like, that's what 22-year-olds do. Like right. they're not fully formed. And they're trying to form themselves. So they're like, I'm going to take bits and pieces of things I see in the world that I like and add them to me. Unfortunately, she likes all of you. Oh my God, I have a thought. What? I feel like... I feel like someone wrote this in about me. You're okay. 28? No, no. I'm the 22-year-old. Okay, because I hate, like, okay, oh my God, wait, I have a conspiracy theory. Did you theory. go to someone's house in Florida? Well, okay, I think they maybe changed some details because my best friend in the world is Brian Kelly, who's like 10 years older than me. Okay. And you think Brian wrote this in about you? Yeah, let me just, just bear with me here because, okay. okay, because, yes, he's older than me. Okay. And I always go to his house, like, I'm going this weekend. And... I, 
every time I leave his house, like I talk just like him and his friends because like they have such a cool language and like I'm just like always like copying it. Like you know how I always say everything's like turn and like it's twisted, moronic. Those are all Brian's words. Like I totally like every time I hang out with them, I just like start to talk like him. Okay. And I feel like Jillian, like who emailed this in? Is it from someone named Ryan? Not okay. Brian. Okay. I just want, okay, listen. Because I have been the copier. When you hang out with people, like, you do start to talk like them. Even if you listen to this show, you start to talk like us. Like, yeah. that is normal. The nails, the books, the everything. Yeah, the books is really illusory. It's, it's the AirPods. It's too much. And that's when you get no, from like, maybe, out. Maybe it's, like, a metaphor. Like, Brian started watching Drag Race, and, like, I started watching Drag Race. I just think. It's I not think, about me? I don't think it's about you, unfortunately. Um, fortunately. Yeah, actually. fortunately. Okay, okay. No, I think this is what you get for hanging out with a 22-year-old. When other 22-year-olds hang out with each other, they're all figuring out the world together. They don't know exactly what they like. But when you're 28, which, you know what? I actually, I am 28. Maybe I wrote this in. You know <laughs> About me? <laughs> you know yourself so well. Yeah. I, better than you've ever known yourself before. I'm sure, you know, in your 30s, you know You'll yourself. know even better. But I, I actually do feel like I was realizing, I was having like a minute of realizing stuff. And I was realizing that like, I really know what I like and like what makes me happy and like things that I have like no time yeah. for. And so I think a 22 year old is kind of inspired by that. Now, I think this girl is going about everything in the complete wrong way. And I also don't think you need to um, work very hard to like protect a friendship with a 22 year old. Like, what are you doing anyway? But it's not like your lifelong friends. Like she's a tenant. Right. So, I mean, I I don't know if it's worth even saying something. And also, when you do say something, you sound crazy. Also, ke- keep in mind, like, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. But I think only when it's, like, being credited to you. I don't think you should say anything. One, because, like, technically she's not doing anything wrong. It's, like, weird and sweet she's in like a way. She's, annoying and mature. Yeah. And so, like, if you don't want pe- to hang out with people who are annoying and immature, don't hang out with people six years younger than you. Yeah. And it's not, like, six years, like, oh, I'm 40, she's 46. Because at some point, it all comes out in the wash. But your 20s are such, like, a formative year. Like, there's such a big difference between a 22 a and a 28. You a different person from 22 to 28. And your brain isn't fully formed until you're 25. So I would say... It's like sweet and weird. Maybe call her in three years. And if it's really bothering you, then stop hanging out with 22-year-olds because you clearly don't like 22-year-old behaviors. Yeah, which I can understand why you wouldn't. Of course, 22-year-olds are annoying. That would be annoying. Yeah. Like, especially if she's not, like, admitting that she's copying you. Right, no, like, pretending, like, I just had this original idea. I want to go get books in an AirPod. I think we all really like to read and listen to AirPods. Totally. Like, I think we all need to go get our nails done. Like, it's losery, for sure. But you really need to lower your expectations. Yeah, I agree. But it, that's not weird that it bothers you. That would bother me, no, too. No, of course. It's bizarre, but... But it's also, like, it is a little flattering. Yeah, of course. Like, I wish someone would think I was cool enough to, like, copy everything I do. Nobody copies anything I do. I copied your nails. I guess. It's, like, the one thing. I literally copy everything you do. I copied your shoes. Look. Oh, yeah. We're wearing the same shoes today. Like, I waited a year because I couldn't find them. Like, I copy everything everyone else does. But I did copy... I, I copied your entire phone case. Look. Literally. Copied. No, but I copied your nails like big time, even though you made fun of me and said that they didn't fit. But I think, They don't fit. Like, what do you guys think? Jackie needs press-on nails for children because her nails, can't relate, are so skinny and thin. And those, like literally the one that you put on your thumb, I put on my pinky. That's really funny. And they don't make one small enough for your fingers, but they are uh, fileable and you should know, file but, them. like if I'm going to be filing, I'll just file my nails. Like, yeah, I guess. Filing sucks. The sound. The sand. Um, well, that is Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write in, deartoasters at gmail.com is the email to do that. And if you've written in to us and you have an update for how our advice went, and if it went over well, if you took it, you didn't take it, we won't be upset. Email us an update at deartoasters at gmail.com. That is our show. Our show. No one else's. 701. Don't get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. It's easy to get twisted. I'm constantly twisting. <laughs> <laughs>
100%. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast side stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us, Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. This is Society Season 2. I think nails, the manicure nails. Yeah, manicure nails. Leave manicure, a manicure nail no. Instagram emoji on emoji, our Instagram. Emoji, you know, the nails of the manicure. Have a great day, guys. Love you so much. Bye. Bye.